You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm joined by Joe Wood, and we're joined by Clubhouse Pro Moderator, Lindsay Trahan. And today, we're going to be talking about Clubhouse for bookkeepers and how you can use Clubhouse in your business. I know Lindsay's going to have some amazing tips and advice for us and how we can use that and some of you might not have even heard about Clubhouse yet so I think this is going to be a really interesting one to kick off our Bookkeepers Bootcamp week. Um, Lindsay, thanks so much for joining us today, how are you doing? All good, thank you, yeah thanks for having me and the first one is on, nothing to, no pressure. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Um, Lindsay, do you want to start by telling us a bit about what you do in the Clubhouse world? That would be really helpful. Or actually, you've got you've got three different businesses, haven't you? Do you want to start by telling us about that? You like myself? Yeah. Is that is that my connection at pause? Sorry, I just dived out. There we go. I'm back. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so. For, let me talk talk about Clubhouse first, and I'll tell you what else I, I've been up to. So um, I dived into Clubhouse formerly from my fitness business. So um, I was already very prominent on Instagram, very prominent on Facebook, left LinkedIn behind me from my corporate days in investment banking. And I pretty much had an online business predominantly because of the pandemic, um, which was originally my in-person fitness business and then moved over to online. Um, Someone told me about Clubhouse. I resisted for a good few months. What do I need of another social media platform? I'm sure you've already said you're live streaming this across three platforms and there's probably at least another five that we can all name on top of our heads. So the last thing I really wanted to do was add more hours into my day by having another social media platform. And after months of really resisting quite hard I suddenly was like okay I've got to get on this app and now all I do is regret that I didn't go on two months earlier so if anyone's listening to this and thinking no I don't want to go on it honestly you'll regret not getting on it um so I dived onto to Clubhouse not really having a clue what I was going to do um it's an audio only app so I know a lot of people are listening or watching to this on video um it's completely audio only you don't even see people's mouths move which is a bit strange um, and it also feels like you're talking to yourself quite a lot of the time but you're actually in a room sometimes with hundreds and hundreds of people and the rooms can be anything from general chit chat to learning all around um, content for example so people could be giving advice that people could be teaching you how to use a certain system or how to upscale your business maybe the sort of things that you would experience with a coach or a mentor when you work with them online um or there's q a rooms and they can be anything from business related there's investment rooms so there's so many different conversations you can get involved with and you can listen speak or you can actually run the room And um, after about a week of listening, I realized that listening is not really for me and um, (laughs) found myself running rooms on um, actually on fitness initially. So I I jumped on and started the first live fitness classes on um, an audio only app, which was interesting, to say the least. And I built a, a brand and a brand new business completely from Clubhouse. And now I teach people that have maybe... Try to steer away from online marketing or online strategies when it comes to their business and they do want a much stronger presence to not only be on Clubhouse and really grow their business from Clubhouse, but also on LinkedIn and Instagram as well. 
So um, I don't really know if that explained Clubhouse or if that's left people thinking, what on earth is it? <laughs> no, I think you've done a really good job of explaining it. I think when I first heard about it, I joined because Joe said, you really need to be on Clubhouse. There are loads of people here who there's no way you get the opportunity to speak to otherwise. And I think that was what took me over there. You know, it's really hard to get in DMs of, Oh, I, the kind of people who were joining us this week and we never would have met if we hadn't been on Clubhouse no, um, so it's just a massive opportunity to connect with people and if you're new to something you're one of the first people doing it there was just even more opportunity so I, I love it I'm like it's like listening to a live radio phone in with people you actually want to listen to so I think it's fab it's super addictive and it's very much in the moment as well so unlike other social media platforms where you can plan ahead of the day you can maybe write your posts a week in advance and get them scheduled these conversations if you're they're not recorded there are people that do record them but ordinarily they're not recorded so if you're not in the moment you definitely miss that out which kind of gives that element of FOMO as well um, but also the way that you build connections on that app is super quick in comparison to any other social media platform it takes quite a while to really learn and trust people on LinkedIn and Instagram and various other modes of social media whereas when it comes to clubhouse like you can listen to someone speak maybe engage in a small conversation and before you know it you're offline you've already gotten you've gone into their calendar you've booked a zoom meeting and forged a, re a relationship very very quickly and i think that's probably been um one of the main reasons why clubhouse has been so successful in terms of business is because those relationships are built so quickly and people act very very promptly which means your business accelerates forward way quicker than it does on any other app that is so true, actually, because I was, I can't even remember what room I was in, but I was listening to somebody and, and I think he, this guy just commented on something or another. And then I went onto his Instagram and I saw that what he was doing and straight away I jumped into his DMs and was like, we really need to talk. Now he's just sorted out all of my life insurance and my vitality. And he's helped me with all of this like investment planning and stuff. And that was all because I just heard him and I was like, I really want to know more of what you're what you've got to say. And you are right. There, There's that element of because they're there in the moment and it can't be prearranged. It can't it can't be a VA or somebody that is creating the post. It has to be them. It's so authentic. And they're having to speak their truth at that moment in time. You do build. You, there's a. Uh, the level of trust is so it's elevated. So I think that's why the sales happen much quicker, which I hadn't thought of it like that and hadn't realized I'd experienced that myself. But that is that is so true. Yeah. And actually, as well, people don't realize, I think a lot of the time they think that they're speaking with other people on the stage that they're speaking with, right, which is obvious they are, they're engaging in conversation. But there's a lot of business that happens in anyone that's not been on the app, you've got a a stage which is where the speakers are then you've got people in a followed by speakers so think about that as like your vip or your front row tickets at the theater and then you've got the rest of the audience that have just got your bog standard tickets at the bottom um however you never quite know who's sitting in the audience and listening it could be that they physically can't speak at the moment because maybe they've got kids screaming in the background or they're in a busy environment or it could be that actually they don't have a need to speak but they want to listen to people speaking and proactively go through bios and and go through to other social media platforms that are linked in on your bios to then potentially create a relationship offline and I actually have an investor in one of my businesses that has connected with four or five other people and made some very big business deals from people he's never spoken to on Clubhouse but have contacted him because they've heard him speak so there is 
a lot of power in that app for you to make sure that you've got everything else knitted nice and tightly together so that your bio and all the external links that it goes to really solidify who you are as, as a person. It's not just sold on your voice. You've kind of got to make sure that everything's streamlined because you never quite know who's having a stalky stalk in the background and, and potentially wants to do business with you. Amazing. I can see lots of questions coming up in the chat and I can see we've got lots of bookkeepers joining us live. I'm I'm seeing that some people are saying that they're on Clubhouse and they're using it or not sure how to use it. If if you're watching this live, do let us know in the comments. Can you just put a yes in the comments if you're using Clubhouse or maybe a, like a no or maybe just let us know if you've signed up but haven't been ready to use it yet. Can I ask you some of these questions that are coming through, Lindsay? Yeah, I, I've literally just clicked on the comments, so go for it. Cool. So Lucy's asking, has anyone got any pointers of rooms to join first? I signed up the other day, but it's very overwhelming and I'm not sure where to start. Do you know what's a really good question? And actually, it is really overwhelming. And I think I spent the first week actually not speaking at all, which I wouldn't really advise. But initially, I was very much like, whoa, what, what on earth even is this? Um, what I would suggest is when you first sign up is not to tick every single box in the world that you're interested in because you end up with a hallway. Some people's hallways can be quite fruity. Um, others can be very, very boring. Sometimes you end up with loads of foreign languages, rooms in your, in your hallway. And your hallway is the first thing you see when you log, it, log on. It tells you what rooms are running. And if they're all crap, what of a better phrase, there's not going to be much enticement to want to jump into those rooms. So I would find other people you know that are using the app and follow them and ask them to suggest some rooms. For myself, um, the sort of rooms that I really enjoy being in, uh, we there's a couple of rooms in the morning. So the Winners Club have a room at 6 or 6.30 a.m. And then we have a business room under the Business Accelerator Club and they're very business related. So anybody that's listening to this, um, I, I know most of you will have your own business. They're good rooms to get involved with, in and you might be able to help answer some of those questions, but also you can kind of hear the style of the rooms. I think the way they're structured are very good. Um, then you've got networking rooms. So Alex and Sabrina run a networking room at 10 a.m., on um, Monday through till Saturday. I run one at 4 p.m. So if you're trying to get into the American market or maybe want to build an overseas connection, then that's a sort of slightly later room. Um, and it, that gives you the opportunity to actually get up on stage and just have a very short window of opportunity to kind of calm your nerves about speaking. So if you've never spoken before, those networking rooms are probably the best place to maybe try out or just start a small group. I, I don't know if you've ever thought about doing this Zoe, but maybe just running a small test group with people that might want to join Clubhouse and think actually, do you know what? I'm really nervous. I don't know what all these controls are, et cetera. So yeah, I would I would definitely ask for recommendations on rooms because you can go through, a, it's a bit like Netflix, right? You can get through about 30 really rubbish films before you find a really good one, unless you've had a recommendation. So business rooms for me and speed networking or, or any kind of networking rooms I find really interesting. And then if there's a topic of conversation that maybe you want to learn more on, so you might want to learn more about active campaign, or you might want to learn more about how to use StreamYard, you can use that search feature at the top of the um, app and you can search for these keywords and most people will have them in their topics of titles when it comes to their rooms. So then you can make sure in rooms that you might want to learn some information from. But the good thing about it is that you can leave rooms quietly and nobody knows. So if it's crap, get out. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and actually, you know, you could follow Lindsay and you could see what rooms Lindsay's speaking in. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, okay, so another question that's come up. Now, what I really love is we were saying how easy it is to very quickly get to know somebody and take the conversation over to DMs, whereas it might be much a much slower burn on other social media platforms. I completely agree with that from Clubhouse. Someone's asked, and I can't see who it is, if you're, if you're watching this and you've got a message asking you to allow StreamYard, if you do that, we can see your name. Um, but somebody is saying, can you find out if your ideal client is using Clubhouse? So if, if you know who your ideal client is, uh, Lindsay, how can you track them down on Clubhouse and make sure that they see what you're doing? Um, I mean, your ideal client, a little bit like when you're trying to create your ideal client for any avatar that you're creating, you, you work out where they hang out. So that applies to all social media platforms. So are they someone that would use Clubhouse? Are they somebody that is in business so would be in a business room are they someone are they like a mum so maybe they're going to be in in rooms that are for four mums that maybe mums in business or um working mums those kind of style rooms are they um large corporations so in that case are they are you going to be looking at rooms where they're maybe bringing in more than sort of 10 figures a month that sort of thing and there are rooms that specifically have those titles um, or are they in particular sectors? And if so, go back to your um, interests and make sure that you're selecting those sectors because then you'll gravitate towards people that are also ticking those interests as well. Um, you also, you've got an audience now, right, on whatever other social media platforms you're using. So ask your audience now, are you on Clubhouse and what rooms do you tend to go in? And then you should be able to naturally gravitate towards over onto um, rooms that they might be in over there. And of course you can bring your audience with you as well. So if you've got mm -hmm. an audience already on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook, now anybody can get onto Clubhouse. I did notice somebody asked about Android, like anybody can be on Clubhouse now. They don't have to have an invite, it's out of beta phase. So you could take your audience, your email list, you can send them a link to a room that you might be running and you don't have to worry that much about new audience members coming over. You can have existing audience members. So lots of opportunity now, I think. That's great to know because I was just going to ask you, do you need do you need to have an invite anymore or a code or anything? But you don't. Not anymore. And it's Android, iPhone, whatever. You, yeah, excellent. So what is this, what's the opportunity out there for bookkeepers? Mm -hmm. on clubhouse if you were in our industry bookkeeper and we wanted to start looking for our ideal client so everyone here you know we talk a lot about ideal client and bookkeepers we have you know i'm in the beauty salon industry um and i service salon owners um but we've got people in the sustainability sector we've got people for lawyers and legal everyone there's different areas that we could go down would you say getting in the room with the ideal client or would you say mixing with business owners and learning about Clubhouse first? What would you think if you're brand new to Clubhouse, how would you tackle this? It's a difficult one because you do always want to gravitate towards where your ideal client hangs out. But equally, you need to build your own profile and your own following. And I think sometimes we miss opportunities when we when we sort of beeline just in one direction. The beauty about bookkeeping, and it's very similar to fitness, is that Everybody, I know you'll have a niche within your bookkeeping, but everybody needs a bookkeeper and everybody needs to have some level of fitness. Now, there'll be some people that be willing to pay a certain amount of money for it. And there'll be some people that will want to give all the, get all the free advice possible. There'll be people that you are specifically targeting. So obviously you've already mentioned that you're in the beauty industry um, and that's the sort of type of person you want to work with. So for you, you're obviously going to want to get into those beauty rooms, but equally those beauty rooms are probably going to be targeting talking about beauty products and talking about 
techniques and things to, to make yourself look 10 years younger. They're probably not going to be the type of rooms where you can really go and talk about what you specialize in. So actually, I think you would be better going into the business rooms where people that are starting up business will come in and ask a generic question about money, which most people should be able to answer, whether it's their ideal client or not. And then get your name known for, okay, you're the you're the bookkeeper that keeps everybody's books nice and neat and tidy and blah, blah. And then your profile will grow. And then it's through people recommending you. They might be in a beauty room one day and someone might go, I need a bookkeeper. And then they might go, I remember Joe speaking about this. And actually she works with salon owners. So you need to get your reputation out there and you need to do that by speaking. So being sat in the audience of rooms with your ideal client in might not really serve you very well. So there is a fine line, but I think realistically, dependent where your niche is, you've got to think, am I going to get the opportunity to speak? If not, I'm probably wasting my time here. Yeah, and um, and I agree. Like I'm thinking about the Alex and Sabrina room, the networking room. You know, just having the opportunity to go into a room like that, where there are often like hundreds or hundreds of people there, and to be able to introduce your business for thirty seconds or something, and just tell people what you do. Um, there will be probably someone who's thinking, I need a bookkeeper, or I know some. I've had a conversation today with someone who knows who needs a bookkeeper. So it is about just getting your name out there. There aren't a lot of accountants and bookkeepers there. There are a couple. There are really just probably two or three names that I could name I could name them right now of people who are there regularly and actually yeah. haven't seen a couple of those for a while so I think if you can be there um I know Catherine Catherine Freeman's joined us today and I know that she comes and joins um some of the rooms in the mornings so I see her there quite a lot but just looking at the chat there a few people have said they've signed up but not used it yet probably there are only two people who've said yes I'm there um a lot of people are finding it US centric someone's asked whether there are sort of local rooms. Um, I think it's about finding the right groups of people. I Have you found that there are like local rooms, Lindsay, or would you be focusing more about on UK wide? Um, I, I know that when I first was on the app, so Dave Gibson, who's a sleep expert that I worked with, was very keen to kind of create a London focused like sort of osteopath style room the only thing is that is that you can't stop anybody coming into a room unless you make it private and that and you would only make it private if you already had your connections and the group of people that you wanted to speak with so it's it's I mean you could put something in the title where you're like London bookkeepers connect or something whatever it is that you wanted to talk about um, but my question back at that would be if you're online why do you want to make it predominantly local you know would you not be trying to target google business and start doing very very targeted marketing on facebook where you can be super specific to a geographical area as opposed to being on a global app so that i, I would need to kind of talk to, to that person to go through the logic behind that um i'm sure there are it's just not something that i've ever really searched for but you could search in the keywords and i'm sure something will pop up but it will be very limited um, so what? let's just have a think about the kind of things that bookkeepers could do activity wise on Clubhouse. So you could go on, you could go on Clubhouse and you could, I mean, from Joe, from our point of view, we could go and start a room for bookkeepers. That would make a lot of sense because that's who our ideal client is. So mm -hmm. for our bookkeepers, they could go and start a room doing a Q&A, like a, a finance Q&A. Yeah, you could do. Do you know what I think works really well is, is top 10 tip rooms um, and where you can have an open Q&A. But 
for example, like your top 10 finance questions when starting up a business. Now you are limited when it comes to titles of, with how many characters you have. But what I find really draws people into a room is when they feel that they can ask questions, learn, or have the opportunity to come up and speak because everybody wants that opportunity to speak because otherwise they don't get to raise their profile. So if you're helping them for free and giving them the opportunity to come up and ask a question, they get their voice heard as well. So they're getting super value out of the room. Um, you, I think if you were to do a bookkeeper room and you kind of make it sound a little bit boring, like unfortunately accounts isn't the most exciting thing in the world. I, I am worried that I'm talking to a lot of accountants right this second, but you will probably find that you won't attract people that people don't want to talk about their accounts and actually sometimes people do don't really want to talk too much about money so it could even be like we can show you how to or our top tips to help you save a thousand pounds by the end of the day but think about what is going to draw people in that they can action quickly at the on their own but also think do you know what her advice or his advice was really sound I actioned that I did save x amount of money then they're going to come back to you and ask you more questions so I would think of actionable steps but also a way to potentially connect with your audience offline so it could be that you have these steps on a download so then they go through to your Instagram LinkedIn wherever it is that you'd like to send them and they can download it and you've also then got their contact details so there's there is hence why I talk about strategies because there's more than just to go and waking up one day and I'm going to run a room on this, which of course mm -hmm. you can do and you can get some followers, but those followers don't necessarily convert to clients. You can't rely on people going over and following you. Of course you can follow everybody that's in the room and you can then go into their DMs, but after a bit, maybe 20, 30 people, that's going to be very non-sustainable. It's going to be very time consuming and it borderlines that whole cold touch point thing really so it, it depends how much time you've got in your hands there's lots of different strategies that we can put in place but I would say the best one is having a take-home value for the audience member and a reason to make contact with you. So when this clubhouse thing started and you know I was quite an early adopter to it mm -hmm. um, and um, like I say I was on it before Zoe and I was like Zoe you've got to get on this you've got to get on this and there was a real buzz and then it kind of felt a bit stale for a while. What would you say? And I have, so I haven't been on it for a month or two. Mm -hmm. Hands up. Um, but now listening to you, I'm realizing where the opportunities lie in this. And also, I think it's great for people that don't want to be seen as well, yeah. like yeah, people that don't want to be seen, no <laughs> makeup. Um, and it is good. And maybe, maybe I haven't listened to it so much over the holidays, like you say, when the kids are yeah. around and stuff. But now that we're up earlier in the morning, I think I might, you know, put it on while I'm getting myself ready and stuff. And that's what I used to like. It felt like my morning, I used to watch uh, like a YouTube motivation video, but actually Clubhouse can do that for you as well. What would you say is like the potential there at the moment? Is it still growing? Has it got a bit stagnant? Or what? What's, what do you think? Um, look, with anything, there's always going to be peaks and honeymoon period. Of course, when it was brand new, it was in the middle of a lockdown. And what better way to try and ease your boredom and connect with people that you can't physically get on a plane and go and see, of course, an audio only app. It was new, it was shiny. It was invitation only, which, you know, made it even more um, just that's something that people wanted. Then um, it, it went over to Android. So, of course, it had another influx again. 
Then that coincided with the, the lifting of lockdown restrictions in the UK and in some other countries, of course, um, which naturally means that any, and you'll see this across the board, like all social media platforms dipped. And then in the summer holidays, naturally, as soon as the kids are off, the last thing parents have got time to do is sit on social media. And you, because it is one of those apps where you have to be fully present, you can't schedule your voice, you have to be engaged. If you've got kids screaming in the background or, you know, a glorious day like it is today, do you really want to be sat on an app? Probably not. So that does have dips. Um, and I think anyone that's been on online and on social media for a long time will see that you see peaks and troughs in social media behavior and you're quite prepared that the consistency in riding out the storm, which is why I would ease, I would say to someone to, who jumps on, try and try to get over that honeymoon period where you want to be on 24 seven and you want to be in every single room and really think about it before you commit. Because I saw in the early days when people weren't thinking about what happens after lockdown, they committed to five days a week on rooms. They committed to weekend rooms. I'm like, you crazy? Why do you really want to be doing a room? Maybe you do, but like for me, I'm like, no, no, no. I want to be talking work, let alone committed to a weekend room evening rooms, that sort of thing. So think about, you've got to really think, what would I be happy doing in a year's time if this worked out? Because I genuinely feel the same as when you have an Instagram strategy, LinkedIn strategy, you are going to see people gravitate and drop off and, and give up and then get back on because they've got FOMO. So you need to be that consistency on that app. And the people that we see do really well time and time again aren't the people with the busiest rooms, but they're the people that you know are always going to be showing up. And that goes across all social media platforms. You know, TikTok had a massive boom. Then Instagram bought Reels out. Then TikTok lulled. Now TikTok have bought three-minute TikToks out, so that rivals Reels. You're always going to get this because that's business, social media. But if you overcommit, you're going to A, get bored very, very quickly. Um, and also you're going you're to give up. <laughs> I relate it to fitness all the time. You take on a new diet, you go too extreme, you get injured or you, you get fed up with lettuce. And then the next thing you know, you're <laughs> back down the pub eating pizza. So you, you've got to think long term, where do I want to be in a year with this? And what can I achieve and see myself doing? And less is sometimes more. Oh, I completely agree with that. I mean, I, there, I've had to say no to things that I've been committed to because I'm like, actually, how does this fit into my business? How is this going to support me? And if it isn't going to result, you know, if you're just going there because you're worried you're missing out on having a chat, then that isn't the reason to be doing it. So, and I think that's the same for everything we're talking about this week. We're talking about all yeah. these platforms, but you're, the reality is you can't be everywhere. So where is the best place for you to build your business? If this is one of those things, how can you prioritize it? And I think it can be as much as just showing up for a small amount of time. Like I jump into your rooms most mornings, but I'm not there the whole time. I'll try and like come up and say hello. And if there's something I can help with, inevitably there's some kind of finance question that comes up and I'm like, oh yeah, this one's mine to answer. Um, you know, like I do think that if you can be there and show up and be helpful, people remember you, but you do have to be consistent um, and help people get to know you. That That's the only way by showing up. I can see people are saying they're downloading the app now. Um, it is free <laughs> for anyone who's wondering and, and people are signing up. So I'm looking forward to pe seeing people over there. Um, can I ask you about um, other challenges, well, I suppose competitor apps? Do you, because I know that Spotify have launched their own version of Clubhouse, I think it's called Green Room, and I think that there are some there are some other challenger apps that are being launched right now. Do you think that people are going to leave Clubhouse, or have you seen people be tempted to go and try out any of the others? 
I mean, I think it's the same with all social media apps. As soon as something new comes along, of course, you're going to get shiny object syndrome where people will go over. Um, you're always going to get the disgruntled users that aren't getting what they want out of the app, slag it off and then move over. I'll go relate it back to TikTok and, and Reels because they're probably the most similar thing out there. But, you know, everyone thought that when TikTok, uh, sorry, when Reels came along on Instagram, that would be the death of TikTok. It absolutely hasn't been. Like people will gravitate towards their favorite platform. Now, if you are a musical artist and you have a good subscription or following over on Spotify, naturally the best place for you to gravitate will be towards um, Spotify because you've got an audience already there. Equally, I don't like the layout of, of Spotify. And that's a little bit, you know, like when when any social media app that you're used to using, they do like a facelift and then you're like, oh, I don't like this. And then you start having a bit of a head fix. You can't find where anything was. That's exactly how I felt on Green Rooms. And there were some aggy bits that I didn't like. And I, I literally went over there for 10 minutes and then just jump ship back again. I know Facebook have done an audio version, which I think is great if you've already got an audience on there, but there will be different people on different apps. And at least you know on Clubhouse exactly what it is, it is audio. Whereas if you go over to Facebook, most people, most users aren't really there for audio. Most users are there for video or for reading your posts or engaging in groups. And I think it doesn't matter how many different features each social media platform add on. I mean, they, they've already said on LinkedIn that they're gonna remove the story feature because it was a copy of Instagram, but it just hasn't worked. And you've got to think of what does your audience, how do they operate on that platform? So like, I don't I, I don't watch reels on, on Instagram unless it pops up on my feed. I think Zoe, you, yours probably pop up more than anybody else's, right? But I don't scroll through reels on Instagram. It's not what I use Instagram for. I do scroll through them on TikTok. So just because it's a feature somewhere else doesn't necessarily mean that your audience are going to use that because they train, everyone's trained in a different way. So I personally, um, I wouldn't feel threatened when other apps come out with new features because they're naturally going to do that because they want to try and, and retain their audience. But I think most people go to certain apps for certain features. So yeah, I, I'm very much like, I don't think there's really going to be an issue. I think it's been really amazing to see how quickly Clubhouse has grown and how quickly if you're able to adapt. And I think this is what it's about. It's like, where are the opportunities here? Is this relevant to my business? And how can I be the first person there doing something? And I think there's a massive opportunity for bookkeepers on Clubhouse right now to go and do something that helps them to stand out. Um, I think you could build a big following of people who want to hear from you. So um, there's no one doing it right now. So there's an invitation for everyone. Yeah, no, exactly. And also there's a way of repurposing content as well. You know, you mentioned earlier about how people best spend their time and it maximizing the amount of content you come out from a particular hour is going to be the, the best foot forward so either if that's that you're taking notes and there's plenty of apps that you can have running in the background that can help with you um, create some notes maybe you've got a VA that you can pass the audio over to and just say can you create some sort of document from this you can do live streaming you can do podcasts off the back of it a little bit more techie some um, kit is required but you know as long as you're not just sitting like Zoe's just said in a room for an hour not contributing not really learning anything and you're just there for the chit chat then you won't have wasted your time and the, the more you can get out of a, a one hour room for example the more beneficial you'll find it. 
Okay, so what do you think, Lindsay, is the one thing that club um, that bookkeepers can take from today? So if they want to go and set up Clubhouse, all the people who've just set up their account, what's the first thing that they should do to move their business forward using Clubhouse? I would really niche down on your bio um, and, and get that squared off straight away. So get your external links, which would be Instagram and um, Twitter. Now, if you haven't got an Instagram or you don't use it for business, I would suggest in this instance that you do register one or make sure that it's not private because that is the way that a lot of people are going to prefer to connect with you um, through DMs. And you can always just put on the Instagram profile. This is for DMs from Clubhouse only. So no one's expecting a nice feed of uh, people pictures. Put your LinkedIn there, but I wouldn't put your link because no one can copy and paste. So I just put search this name, whatever your name is on LinkedIn. Um, and then I would really make sure that you don't just make it a CV about everything that you've achieved, but actually how you can help. So who is, so put it, when, when someone clicks on your profile, the first 80 characters are what people see before they choose to then click in and read your profile even further. So you need to make that your clickbait. And there are I've got lots of tips and tricks that I can kind of share with that. If anybody is interested, I think that you might be mentioned, I've got, I've got a course for anyone that's brand new to Clubhouse or has really not kind of grasped the concept of it. And it teaches you all this, like how you can build your profile. It does actually have a room list there. I do have a free reset script for anybody that's also listening as well, that's thinking about starting their own rooms. And I actually have a free webinar tomorrow on moderation as well. So um, I'm not too sure if it clashes with anything, but if it if it doesn't and anybody wants to join, feel free to drop me a message and you can join in on that as well. But I would say get your bio sorted, get your links in and then go and listen to some rooms for a few days. Don't don't just jump up on stage unless it's an introdu introduction room. I wouldn't jump up on stage and make a bit of a idiot of yourself not saying that anyone would do that but I think you're better off just sitting and observing and then going actually okay now I know where I'm better placed and the first time I spoke on stage was in the speed networking room and I think that's a really good way of kind of overcoming your fear but I was shaking and everything I think most people were like this oh my gosh <laughs> it's mad isn't it crazy I tell you what though Lindsay I've got like a post-it note with my pitch I mean my pitch has changed a lot but I, I have I have had it written down because I've been like ready to pitch thinking oh my goodness I don't know what to say that's the great thing no one knows that so yeah. it's okay it's okay yeah. if that's what you need to do um fab do you want to tell us then how people can find out remind us what the name of your course is and how can people connect with you and find out more about what you do yeah sure so um my name on linkedin is exactly as it appears here so if you did want to join me on linkedin then it's got more details there but i run um, a club called clubhouse like a pro on clubhouse it's just ch like a pro but if you did want to check out my website it's clubhouse like a pro dot club and it tells you there, um, I can help you with courses, but also, um, sorry, there's a course there, or I can help you actually strategize either with a call or if you did want some kind of coaching. So yeah, more than happy to have some chats. And if you just mentioned that you've come over from um, the accountancy side of things as well, then that'd be great. Amazing. Thank you so much for supporting us with this today, oh, Lindsay. Yeah. That's been so informative. Um, for anyone who's joined us for Bookkeepers Bootcamp, stick with us. We're back at 12 o'clock and we're speaking to Lisa Johnson about how you can build more engagement with your audience. We're going to talk to her about free, free challenges. She's all about Facebook groups. So I think this is going to be a really good session to go and have a snack, have a break. <laughs> and we'll see you back at 12. Lindsay, thanks so much. I will see you on Clubhouse really soon. Take care. Clubhouse, see you later. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.